second episode of the Arizona Streaming Podcast. Uh, my name is Nick Acosta and I am hosting this podcast from the South Mountain Studio in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Very sunny day today. My guest today is a very good friend that I have acquired in 2019. Uh, she lives right down the street from us um, and is a very close neighbor. We actually spent some time yesterday celebrating <laughs> the holidays at her house, so mm -hmm. both woke up uh, in prime condition mm -hmm. today. Um, her name is Megan Malone. She hails from Philly? Oh. Yeah, right below Philly, like 15 right. minutes below Wilmington, Delaware. Okay. But that's where my company's based. So, yes. So she and her husband um, and daughter have moved out to Phoenix uh, 2018? No, actually, so we moved out here at the end of 2014, 2015. Oh, so, we've been so you guys have been out here for a while. Yeah. Okay. Enough that I shouldn't use Waze anymore to get around, but I still do. <laughs> I use GPS. Like it's yeah, my get around. So, uh, Megan owns her own digital marketing company called Vici Media. Um, so I thought she would be a perfect uh, guest for this podcast because business specific. Yes. Uh, digital marketing is very important in my industry mm -hmm. amongst uh, basically every industry nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, you are one of the reasons why I got this podcast started. So uh, probably about six months ago, I threw out a feeler on Facebook for, you know, kind of information or ways to get uh, a podcast, you know, kind of recorded or what tools to use. Um, got some good feedback from a bunch of people and then you, I think we had you and Dave over the next day or, or very shortly after and you brought it up and kind of put it in my head like, Hey, you can actually do this. Yeah. So, uh, I think it's fabulous. Yeah. And I yeah. love listening to the first episode. Chris is awesome. Good job, Chris. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I think it's a really appropriate time for you to get out there and do that. I mean, I'm in digital marketing, as you said, and right now. I mean, I've just been reviewing streaming stats just based on podcasting, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of really cool new technologies coming out in digital marketing, you know, that people are excited about, but streaming is actually the number one fastest growing thing that everyone's trying to get a part of. So all of the people that are doing it, we're doing advertising for, they want this like yesterday. Yeah. So we're rolling out, you know, at my company, January 15th, we're rolling out like six new streaming products 
that's all around podcasting and things Sweet. like that. So you're producing the content that helps me make money. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so this is, if this is on Spotify, my clients are also on Spotify. Spotify. We're still waiting for that Apple post. Yes. But, uh, yeah, everywhere Come on, Apple. Spotify is the place to, to mm-hmm. find it currently. So Yes. It's it's kind of funny because uh, you know, I listen to a ton of podcasts. Yeah. I mean the the main ones are Tom Ferry, he's a real estate uh, coach, uh, obviously Joe, Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. um, a couple other ones thrown in there. But kind of the thing is that everybody is doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so it gets a, a bad rap. Like, oh, you have a podcast, everyone has a podcast. But honestly, I feel like it's a it's a fun mm-hmm. like to have a conversation yeah. with people. B, it's cool because it's a different forum. Like, I, I, I think I told you this before. Like, you know, Facebook is one forum. Yeah. Instagram is a completely different forum, mm-hmm. Snapchat, so on and so forth. Yeah. And I feel like the what you what I really want to say or what go into detail in in depth on subjects, you can't really get across on Facebook or no. on Instagram. No, or... and it's it's a you know it's a it's a way to become a thought leader in your area. You know, right. if you when you talk about interesting topics and you're putting out really good content, you know, a lot of people. For a long time, the only content that they were putting out was just blogging and that sort of thing. And like six, seven years ago, there weren't really a lot of bloggers or anything. So that's been kind of a new thing that's picked up really quickly. And millions and millions and millions of pages of content are produced every single day. And I think that the most interesting thing for me with podcasting is I actually came from a radio background. And so, yeah. Yeah, so I I started um, with Beasley Broadcast Group, and then I moved over to Cox Media Group, um, and actually that kind of started the digital side for me was my transition through radio. But everyone in radio, and still to this day, was just very very scared that you know with um, you know you have your Sirius and your XM radios and whatnot that it would be replacing radio and mm-hmm. then a lot of dollars were going away for radio you know usually it only gets about seven percent of someone's marketing budget yeah. whereas TV was getting 50 percent newspaper was getting a lot well now newspaper is getting like nothing yeah. TV is really really shrinking because of connected TV streaming devices streaming, right. so everyone's talking about connected <laughs> TV and in advertising we call it OTT or over the top which is connected TV um, but what's really interesting to me is the audio forum has completely reemerged right. whereas people thought that radio and audio was dying, dying yeah dying industry. because of things like you know, TV and DVR and, and all these great things that you can do online, it always finds a way to reinvent itself. Yeah. And so I think that more people should podcast because everyone's got their thing that they like. Seriously. And, yeah. you know, the, the, you know, I like to listen to some of the, like the NPR podcasts that are out there. I like listening to like educational podcasts and business podcasts and things like that. But like, there's a podcast. There should be a podcast for everybody. Podcast it's for almost like person. it's creating your own community. For sure. Yeah. And you know, and I love being a part of South Mountain Studio because <laughs> this is my community. So, a uh, little secret fact: uh, Megan is one of the founders of the South Mountain Wine Club. That I we am. Just created, We're so. very, very serious. Um, <laughs> our teeth turn purple immediately, and I pitched to Nick to uh, buy a golf cart so we can all drive up and down the canal. So, if you read in the national 
news that local Phoenix idiot crashes into canal. That was probably me. That was either, yeah. Megan, Megan Malone. Megan Malone and Nick <laughs> Yes, we, we take ourselves very seriously. We have a book. We read the book. <laughs> and, you know, the first couple of wines that we drank, we we really, you know, very swirl critical. it. Very yeah, critical. and we really look at the legs. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking about... You know how dry it is or like oh this tastes like it was brewed on a windy day you know <laughs> someone was sad around this grape I, yeah, i'm seriously. tasting sadness and then it we all got we all were so serious about it we all took notes and then halfway through it you was, guys literally took notes like handwritten notes yeah and one of the gals um printed out all this really great information about that varietal so yeah. um so we learned like when the national pinot noir day i think it's august 18th and uh, we learned that in 2017 in oregon bad year yeah it was it was actually it was like really super rainy and then it had like a mild after rain so it produced better grapes than so the good 20 year. yeah good year oh, and so then yeah, 2018 the was, was yeah so if you're looking for like a red wine, a 2017 is the one that you should go for. So I, I would never know, have known that. Yeah, I don't know anything. My uh, my grandparents are big winos. They yeah. usually have a, a lot of wine. Uh, they'll, have a, they'll have wine every night usually. We were we were drinking wine last night. Yeah, drinking <laughs> Vin- wine last night. The Vinto <laughs> I call, Tinto. I called it the Vinto Tinto, <laughs> really which is Vino Tinto. <laughs> but I was just a little excited from over celebrating a big win I just recently had. So uh, yeah, so let's get back to business. So, oh, yeah, business. So you started in radio. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Mm-hmm. So what did you do when yeah. you got into radio? Okay, so the very beginning of my career, because I know this is all going to come full circle, I worked yeah. for the Philadelphia Eagles Sweet. for three years. I worked Which from, we'll talk about shortly. Yes, and I started there the year after um, we went to the Super Bowl and then lost to the Patriots in 2004. And then 2005, season six, seven, I worked for the Eagles and um, one of the, the the people that I work with, his wife was the morning show host of a country show for Beasley Broadcast Group in Philadelphia. I started learning about Beasley Broadcast Group through them. And then I ended up getting into radio um, as J-Bear, which is a... <laughs> I work for WJBR, and the mascot was J-Bear. Okay. And that was me. Sweet. I was a bear. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> and I mean, when I say I paid my dues in media, I really paid, paid my dues. dues. You were dressed up as a bear. I started as a promotions coordinator slash J Bear. I, I think I made. Was this like full on like head? Yeah, like, head oh, yeah, and full on mascot. The the best part of being J Bear. I mean, that suit was like twenty years old. It was disgusting. Oh, but I love streaking around in it. I, I would take off all of Jay Bear's clothes and just go running through the <laughs> studios. Because you're in radio, it's fun, you know. And I started as a promotions coordinator and I worked my way up from there. I went from the promotion side, became promotions director. Um, and then I went down to Louisville. I met my now business partner, Todd, um, working at Cox Media Group. I started sure. with him as the um, director of client success or something like that. Um which essentially was like a client fluffer. I would yeah. take them out to get wasted Just, and try to get them to spend more money with us. It's it like a job. It's a real job. No, okay. My title was director of client development. That was my title. Developing them to uh, yeah them. And to spend to spend more money with us, and it worked. It it really does work yeah. when people like you, when they spend money you with and, you. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And we had their best interests in mind, but I called myself a client fluffer. That's funny. Um, if you don't know what that is, don't Google it. Yeah. Um, just take, take our word for it. <laughs> yeah, just take our word for it. 
And then um, I started a blog, a food blog called Megabytes Louisville. It's still online. Sweet. Someone has put their face on my stuff. So if you go to megabytesliveable.com and you hit click about Meg, you will see a picture of me. But someone actually acquired my site and put their picture on everything. What? So I'm like literally being catfished right now. I've never been more flattered. Oh I, don't, I really don't even care. I have like That's... three years of posts. But yeah, I think her name's Lena. That's um, wild. Yeah, she even changed the email address. So it's like if you want to email Meg, email so it and it goes to, to her. It was the Lena. Yeah, so check out Megabytes Lena, Louisville. Lena, if you're listening to this, Lena. that's not cool. Yeah, but it's okay. I Honestly, I've always wanted to be on MTV Catfish. It means you're, you've are you attained a certain level of attractiveness, so my, my writing was attractive so enough. So when you say Catfish, like, yeah. it's just a... Yeah, um, she's totally, like, pretending she's oh, me, okay. and yeah. But you weren't officially, like, they weren't using I wish your picture I was. to Well, my picture is else. still on the site. So, technically, yeah. I, I am. Yeah. That. So, yeah, look it up. Megabytes little. Well, <laughs> so I started a blog just for fun about food, not really knowing what I was talking about. And like I said, no one was really doing a lot of blogs. Like, there was some out there, but right. not not big. And um, my... And this is what time period? 2000... Uh, this is 2000 and probably like 12. Okay. Um, and my now partner... He was the VP market manager of Cox, my boss. Right. He noticed that I was getting like a ton of subscribers on my blog. Like I had over 10,000. Dang. And Churchill Downs, which is where they run the Kentucky Derby, I was sitting in a meeting with them one day as the director of client development. And one of them realized that I was megabytes. Yeah. And said, oh my God, you're megabytes? And he was like blown away by people's like admiration of it. They actually gave me like six hundred dollar tickets to give away to like some hanger party, like a pre, and I got to go. I got to meet all these famous chefs and stuff. I got to interview like insane like celebrity, like all this stuff. So Todd decides to put me on all the, from a, a from, blog. from a blog. That's so so just awesome. a blog. I didn't even know what I was doing. Right. Todd put me on the morning show for a two minute segment once a week, yeah. just to talk about food in Louisville because yeah. of the success of the blog. Um, people like Churchill and other people started asking if they could advertise on the site and I had no idea what they were talking about. Digital, this is before Facebook had ads. Right. There yeah, was no was, ads on Facebook. Facebook had, uh, maybe a little bit after. I was going to say I had student addresses for, yeah, yeah student address a student, too, yeah, I remember getting my Facebook. I was at Elon University. I'm like, what do I do with this? Yeah. It was hard even getting your picture online. Right. And you had to actually log on to a Yeah. Computer. You had to log on to a computer. <laughs> yeah. So he goes, oh my God, this is amazing. So he posted for a position for a digital sales manager at Cox and I actually was helping him try to fill that position, you know, because I was very, I was running this successful position and you know, whatever. And his wife, who is now also a part of our company, she's my third partner. We're in a thruple. There's the three of us. (laughs) Um, she called me and she goes, I know, right? Like in the last 24 hours. I know, right? (laughs) Um, she calls me and goes, Hey, ding dong, why don't you apply for this job? And I said, well, on that you're trying to promote people to get in. Yeah. And I, and don't tell Todd, I told you this. She's not a part of Cox media group. She just called me and said, Hey, yeah, what are you doing? You idiot. And I said, I, if this, the job posting says five years of sales management experience, I have zero years of sales management experience. She's like, just prove it. And so I applied for the job. Todd gave me the job. We billed over a million dollars the first year. I told my husband I'm either going to get fired or 
I'm going to kill this. Like, I know it. Yeah. I, I either fail really, really hard or I like hit it out of the ballpark. I'm very competitive. Right. And I love sales. That's I, I feel like that's what kind of is our connection because yeah. I'm super, super competitive yeah, as you well. Are. And yeah. that's why I was like, I, I know. I, I want to get to one of your races. I was yeah. just telling my husband Dave today, I need to get to one of your races. But um, so, yeah, I killed it. So you got in the position, killed it. Killed this it. Is with this is with Cox Media Cox, Group. Okay. Um, Cox ended up selling um, that branch and then also four other markets to a group called Summit Media. So we turned into Summit Media. And then um, my husband, who were, this is why we're in Louisville, he got news one day that he got laid off. And he'd been at the same company his whole life oh, man. for like 10 years. Yeah. And he looked devastated. He walked right. to my office and was like, oh my God. And when you get so high up in a company, you can't just get another job in the same city. you got to leave. For sure, yeah. So I walked into Todd's office, and I shut the door, and I said, Todd, i got to go to Philadelphia. And he's like, what? And he, I told him what happened with Dave. They laid off his entire management level. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And he goes, oh, my God, Megan, I'm so sorry. He gave it a, a day or two. Yeah. Leslie stepped in again and said, Todd, you ding dong. She doesn't use words like ding dong. She uses like F-bombs, by the way. Um, She goes, start a company with Megan, idiot. And he goes, yeah, that's a great idea. So he comes in my... She really gets the... She she gets the Her previous job before she um, we all started working together was she was talent acquisition. Okay. So she would hire, train, and find talent for companies all over the country for media group. She had a very successful business. So she, this is not the first time she's been in a successful business. Um, so she kind of did that for me and helped me and Todd really kind of flesh us out. So he walked to my office one day and said, he shut the door and goes, Meg, would you like to start a company with me? And I said, yes. And he goes, I didn't even tell you what the company concept is. I said, I don't care. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Are yeah. we selling potatoes from Idaho? Right. I don't care. Right. When you find people that you really get along with, that you know you have the same work ethic, like you can really, like, we all stay in our lanes when it comes to doing our jobs. Yeah. We are really respectful of each other's opinions. Um, we're very thoughtful when it comes to, like, each other's feelings and, yeah. you know, feeling important. But most importantly, like we're all winning people. You like, want to go and yeah, compete. We yeah. want to kill it. Right. And it's easy to work with people like that when on top of all of that, they have to be fabulous human beings. Like right. they make me cry of laughter like every day. Right. So it's just, yeah. and that's that doesn't sound like work. That sounds like it's awesome. fun. Right. Like if you're if you're with people that are good, good genuine yeah. people that make you laugh, that make yeah. you it, it, oh, it's not even working. Every it's... day we're like that. And it kind of permeates all the way down. So if you would have told me, so we actually opened up our doors April Fool's Day because we're dorks. Um, we <laughs> thought that'd be cool. April Fool's Day, 2014 in Philadelphia. It was just me at the time. Oh, man. I started it. Um, Leslie still had her successful business going. Todd was still the VP market manager and he didn't want to like... He fully didn't... jump in. Yeah, well, yeah. And plus it would be a conflict of interest for him to have kind of both going at the same time. Um, so I started, I walked into a co-working space by myself April 1st and we started dreaming up company names and should I make a logo and what should our colors be? And then fast forward 
the last five and a half, almost six years now, we're on the Deloitte fastest um, technology, uh, growing uh, technology companies in North America. That's we're a part of the top awesome. 500. It's insane. Like, That's I was in the room in with people years. in five years. I was in the room with people that were blowing my mind. Like, I, I was starstruck when I was there. Like, the top people of, of the business of the world. industry, right, yeah. And I was in that mix. And we're, we kind of look at each other every day and we're like... I don't know how we're doing this, but it's working. <laughs> right, yeah. So, yeah, so we've, you know, we've got now, I think, 25. Um, we're going to hire a 26 full-time person in 2020. Um, we've got people all over the country. Our main hub's in Philadelphia. Um, by the way, none of us live in Philadelphia. So they live That's in Louisville. We, <laughs> I know, because when I started the company, uh, it was there for six months. I hired one gal named Kiri. She's my director of operations. She was... An absolute gold mine of a person to find because she's been with me ever since. Yeah. Um, she's my right hand super woman. Loyal. Yeah. Super loyal. I plucked her up right out of college um, before any other company realized that she's also a winner and how right. fabulous she was. Well, and also before another company could create damage control. Exactly. That's, that's a big thing, too. Yeah. When you get someone that's you know really motivated out of college you really yes. want to hit the ground running and yeah. then they go to a company thinking it's a choice and and then that they're, they're soul it's like soul sucking for yeah, them for sure um but yeah actually six months after i started the company i moved to phoenix because it was just me and kiri at that time and my husband had to move so at the time we weren't we were just a little baby company yeah we had just a little couple of clients but then it just it feels like we're on a rocket ship now and it, there's just no stopping. But like what you said about like a company and, you know, that, that another company could give someone a bad taste in the mouth. The other thing that I'm really proud of this year is we won um, the 2019 Best Places to Work in Philadelphia. That's awesome. So they do it by the Philadelphia Business Journal looks at different size companies. So we're in the small business side because yeah. we're smaller. Yeah, we're, yeah. And what they do is they actually, and I didn't even know this is happening, by the way. They gave everyone in my employees a survey, and you could say anything you want. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. And they all <laughs> loved it. They loved it. Actually, that I think I've gotten a survey. Um, so the company I work for right now, Loan Depot, was basically uh, they acquired the company I used to work for. Or yeah. They, they merged. Yeah. Which was I Mortgage, mm -hmm. super family owned. It was started in I think 2011 mm -hmm. um, or 2009. Um, and it was very, it was an awesome place to work. And Lone Depot right now is an awesome place to work. Um, it's a little bigger than what iMortgage was. But I remember getting a survey, something to that. Yeah. You know, like, do you enjoy working yeah. here? But And it's, 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 it's important because we actually don't, like, so we're a technology company. So half of our staff is under the age of 30. And then half of our staff is above the age of 40. Right. Because... Um, we have people, we traditionally work with media groups and we have people that are trainers that need to have 20 plus years of sales experience because yeah. they get thrown in front of the top car dealer in their market and they have to be able to hold themselves. Right. Uh, they have to train salespeople and salespeople are very hard to train. You know, um, they're all type A's and Trust me, <laughs> they're all over the place. I'm not one of those the, people. <laughs> yeah. Like the first rule is everyone, you need to give me your cell phone and people are like, no. This is a no electronic zone. Take notes, you know. Yeah. Um, just that blows people's minds. But um, 
So we were really cognizant early on that, you know, we wanted to build a really cool place to work and we wanted to give a lot of incentives to people. So like, for instance, we developed this entire incentive program called Beachy Values. Um, and every year, you know, we give, um, $500, um, of vacation travel or vacation hotel. So you get your normal vacation days, but then here's an extra $500 to go somewhere. That's yeah, Sweet. we do learning. Um, uh, we do learning reimbursements. So, like, if you're interested in doing something, learning something, we'll pay five hundred dollars for you to go do that. Or to, like, so one of our guys like flew down to Florida and went to a conference that he found interesting. Yeah. Um, we do. That's so like. Yeah. Just to even think about that, like you're you're enabling your employees to develop themselves, yeah. which is only going to benefit you. Oh yeah. And it, and especially yeah. as a company, if you're offering this to them. Like what would do what you're yeah. passionate about. Well, and and yeah. once they do get like once they do get that further education, they develop themselves. They're not going to want to leave because this right. company just enabled them. Yeah. To do that. And then like the thing is with the vacation thing is like paid vacations great, but like sometimes when you're starting out and you're not making a ton of money, you might not have money to go anywhere. For sure. We want you to go somewhere. Right. Um, we do tu- uh, tuition reimbursement, twelve hundred dollars a year. Um, we do catered breakfast every Monday and catered lunch every Friday because those are the two hardest days. Yeah. Uh, work from home options. Um, God, we yeah. do guys, like <laughs> clothing stipends for all the trainers. Really? Health stipends for everyone. So we pay for everyone's gym memberships, their nails, whatever, every month. Um, <laughs> if you think of a per... We do, instead of um, a, an employee match, we do a profit share. Okay. Um, so we end up matching far higher than an employee match would. And as the company does well, you get that money put into your retirement account as yeah. part of the, your profit share. So we pay a lot of money into that every year to employees. Yeah. So that, it's a ton uh, of stuff. that award was well-deserved then. You guys sound like you, you've we, done it right. <laughs> you guys have created you know, something pretty I awesome. think that we realized really early on that our number one asset is our people. Right. So we're a technology company and our number one asset is our people. For sure. And I think a lot of technology companies think their number one asset is their product, but we're really technology agnostic, meaning we will dump a technology and get a new one if we find that there's a better one out there. So we're always looking for the latest, greatest thing. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? Um, You invest in your people. So we hire extremely hard, you know, whenever we have a position that opens, even an internship, we we posted a paid internship, 13 bucks an hour. We got over 50 resumes. And, you know, when we post the buying position, we got over a hundred the last time because of who we are in Philadelphia now and people want to work for us. So that, so when you invest in your employees, you get better people. Right, you get the top echelon you get your, instead of. And we're all A players, so it's easy to see a B player, and they're not going to fit. We actually back to the football thing. We wonder like every person that walks through the door, so they get an intelligence and personality test, just like a football player would. I got that from from yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles. My husband used Wonderlick in his past jobs, and he found it to be really great as well. Um, so we won't even talk to you if like you can't handle the job like from a mental capacity. Um, And then we do like three rounds of interviewing, background checks, and we do it with not just like the owners. We do it with the employees employees because they have to work with them. (laughs) We don't have to work with them, right? And honestly, we call it our talent bank. Our internship pool we take extremely seriously. Um, You know, we give them paid transportation to and from work and like a measly 13 bucks an hour, but... They get it for school credit, and then 
we get to then see like the greatest minds coming out of school because when we went to college, there was no digital marketing. Yeah. Um, that was not a thing. It is a thing now. Right. And so, you is know, that a major now? it is. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And especially in the, in the Philadelphia area, there's a lot of great feeder schools like Temple University is an amazing feeder school for us. We okay. get a lot of Temple grads. We've grads from like Penn State. We've got yeah. like that whole area. We've had people from University of Delaware. Um, but you get people that graduate knowing how to do Google, like, like to read Google Analytics, how to buy Google ads, how to run Facebook campaigns. And then we take that and then we put it in a way that now you can do this on like a bigger scale and get results right. and, you know, do that sort of thing. But we set a really high bar for them. But we hire so hard and we honestly, the last couple rounds we've had, I, I think half of our staff at one point has been an intern with us because yeah. that's how you beat out the hundred people that you're applying for a full time. Yeah. yeah. And for me, building a talent bank is one of the most important things because it kind of protects you as a company. For sure. Um, so we treat our interns with the utmost respect and we, we have a very specific journey that they're on within the three months that they're on and we let them talk to every level of leadership so they feel kind of invested in them because I'm not gonna lie my staff is they're amazing yeah I give them all huge hugs every time I see them they're really smart well you also don't see them very often that's true too, so. <laughs> but like you shouldn't generally as a boss like hug your employees right yeah, I, I let people yeah but like they're just so hardworking and uh, we couldn't have been on all these lists or done all these things without these people and their input. You know, it's not like three people at the top are just deciding right. what we do and what our destiny is. Like, we've made plenty of mistakes, trust me. But like, it's a lot of it's 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 a lot of just like getting feedback and right. being open to feedback, even when it hurts. For you sure. Know? Yeah, and that's that's the tough toughest pill to swallow. Is I mean, what what can I do that will make whatever I am in the process of doing better like you yeah know, do and will you take that constructively and yeah. apply it yeah so. i'm a big fan of uh, we have a uh, a feedback um online link where mm -hmm. you can anytime any day give us feedback about anything that's uh, and it's completely anonymous sweet and we read it every single day and it could be things like the office chairs that we have are giving me back problems and so we offer to buy back support like that's not something that someone would necessarily feel comfortable telling me that I just bought all these great new office chairs and it's causing them back problems but like sometimes you know you yeah. need to, you need to hear that kind of stuff and it's not always that simple it could be you know complicated you know interpersonal things like or I didn't like processes yeah like, you know hey I don't think this process is as smooth as you may that think. is a huge one right. um we get feedback like that all the time and we're really system focused at my company yeah. uh we've lot we've systems on systems on systems sure. and we need to keep that kind of communication open you know so that's it, it, it it's been a very it's been one of the most rewarding things i've done in my entire life i'm not gonna lie leading up to this before i owned vici with my two fabulous partners i was having a really good time you know, working for other people, I don't think I could do that again. Right. <laughs> because yeah. it's just like once you when once you kind of figure it out and once you ha you surround yourself with people, it it's a joy. You right. know, and that's why I carry my laptop everywhere. <laughs> I call it my whoopee and 
my phone everywhere. It's just I'm, I'm constantly in communication with everybody about that stuff. So one one last thing before we move off of the, the business talk. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of mentioned right there, you know, you've made some mistakes. Just everybody oh, yeah. makes mistakes. Oh, yeah. what, what would you say were some struggles that you had to encounter and overcome when this? I mean, because yeah. from what it sounds like is that you hit the ground running and killed it. Oh, which, yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> and there's struggles obviously in there, but yeah. it's really... Uh, from what I hear, it's crazy that you a just instantly accepted like, hey, let's let's create a business yeah. without even knowing what this could. Any be business with the right people is going to be a good business for me. Right. Yeah. So, what were some struggles that you encountered, and then what, like, how did you have to overcome? So, we had some very scary moments that happened to us multiple times throughout the first year, which okay. I think, um, first year woes. For, thinking we were going to get go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, so. One of our one of our biggest clients um, and only clients at the time, within the course of the first year, we built them up so big um, with our training and whatnot, and we were working with a media group, and we were telling them everything. Like there was no there like there's a secret sauce to what we do in the fact of how we're doing our buying and our systems and our exchanges and and millions of dollars have been invested by my company at this point figuring all that out. All right. We would tell them everything. They actually ripped off a lot of our company. They took their systems internally and we lost such an insane amount of revenue when they suddenly, I, I was in market with them and I got a press release from them announcing their new company, which just we'll absorbed everything that marketing. I did and firing us as a partner when I was in market with that partner. Oh, they didn't time it very well. And... I thought I was going to throw up. And then, I can't say the name of this no, media... Don't. Well, there's a there's a huge multi-billion dollar media group that sent us a cease and desist and tried to sue us for all the revenue that we earned year one. And I can't say their name because we did sign a legal document. But right. it was a name that is close to Vici, but not Vici. They say that we infringed upon their... Um, their name, which no, we didn't, but, um, what they do is they actually, you know, whenever you put in any type of, you know, you get your name registered, trademark, whatever you have a year for anyone to publicly contest it. Mm -hmm. So the week before that year came up, we found a history that this company, huge multi-billion dollar company would go after people whose names were very similar to them and threaten to take them under. Because when you're in like when you're in litigation for something like that, um, the lawyer fees can get I'm over gonna, six figures. Yeah, Most small businesses them. can't take that, so they just end up changing their name, even though they're in the right because they can't afford to countersue. Right. We got really ballsy and we countersued them, and we actually settled. Man. So that, that was is, all within the first year. How how they tried to sue us for every penny we ever ever earned. How did you uh, in your first year? You're literally creating this whole business yeah. how do you say let's go ahead and switch that and yeah. then counter sue so we learned it could potentially just be draining so just in case anyone's have. ever getting sued over their name um they sent us a threatening letter that they were going to sue us um what we learned so this is a this is a company not based in the united states okay um, what we learned is if you sue someone first for them infringing upon your name 
wherever the lawsuit is filed, they, the other party has to go to that. Okay. So if we jumped to them and sued them first, they would have to come to us. Whereas if they sued us, we'd have to go to them. Got it. And it was too much of a pain. So we ended up just dropping the name media out of our logo. Uh-huh. That's literally all it was. And then we ended up getting money for all of our pain and suffering from that. But year one, I literally was gagging at the thought because I, I thought we were going to go out of business. There, it was two, two big things. And then um, last year, no, it was not last year. It was earlier this year. Uh, the New York Times posted an article about a company called Vici Media based out of Austin, which is a, a Republican political company. They were building fake Joe Biden websites, um, and they learned that it was supported by Trump. And so the New York Times did a big expose on it, and guess what? We got, I don't know, within <laughs> 10 minutes, uh, we had a perfect five-star review online, and we got nuked. By people mistaking us for that company. Oh, man. And, I mean, I was literally out in Phoenix and my phone started blowing up. One person even called my partner, Todd. They found his cell phone number and started calling him. And it was really bad, but we got it all cleaned up and we're back to our five-star rating again. But, yeah, I mean, if you've ever... There's this, like, really cute little picture online called, like, the life of an entrepreneur. And it's really high highs and really low lows, but it, it, it kind of is like a squiggly line. Like eventually you want the line to be to up be and up to the, the right. Top, right, top right. But what ends up happening is you're, <clears throat> you have really, really great days, but also really sad days because you just take things more personally because right. your whole life is dependent on it. And you know, when employees quit, it suddenly, it hurts more. Like I've cried when employees sure. have quit and you know, they've moved on to greater things and that's great. But like, it's just, it's so personal that, right. you know, it, it, it it's well, hard to separate is, yeah, it. This is your baby. It is. And I so. really do feel like all my employees are like, I want to personally know them. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, we've, <laughs> we've learned from our first year, you know, how to better handle ourselves in legal situations, which unfortunately is something that business owners have to learn how to do, learn a lot of legal jargon. Um, and we also learned that, we have to protect our best assets, which are our people and their knowledge of what we're doing better than what we did. And we change the way that we interact with our customers. We don't necessarily, we give them 95% of the information, but the 5% that's the really secret stuff that we do, right. you know, we keep that proprietary yeah. and we didn't know to do that before. So you live you, and you, you learn. live and you learn. You live and you learn. <laughs> so, so you're going back and I'm, Really, really thankful that you came over to do this podcast because you're actually getting on a plane tomorrow to go back to Philly for two weeks. So you're going to leave this wonderful 60, 70 degree weather to go back to... I'm a reverse snowbird. I do it wrong. You know, (laughs) I stay here during the summer and I fly back during the winter. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, are you going to Eagles game? So I sold my Eagles versus Dallas tickets, which is the game this Sunday. This is the deciding game. I decided that I'd rather be a little bit more sober and a little bit warmer. Like, and, and watch it at home. <laughs> yeah, my my partner Todd told me that uh, he's a huge Packers fan okay. and he owns uh, he also owns club seats there just like I do at the Eagles. And he said, with the Packers? yeah, with the oh, Packers. Yeah. And he said that the saying there is if, if, if it's too cold, you're too old. And unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I, I might be tipping on the older side because... Uh, yeah, I'm going to watch at home with my family. I'd rather, you know, curse out the TV than, you know, 
than with family than with strangers out in public. Yeah, exactly. So I've never been to Phil. I've never been really back east. I mean, I've a little bit. Philadelphia is an amazing city. I've, yeah, and that's what I hear. It's very historical. Also, why I kind of yeah. want to go because I'm I'm a really big history buff. That oh, stuff really, you are. I mean, I don't know a lot of stuff, but no. I mean, it and it really like. I've read a ton of uh, like old history books and mm-hmm. it just the topic kind of yeah. really excites me. So. Yeah, there's um there are cities throughout the world that are historical cities that are like a global thing. They're they're noted as a historical city, so Philly gets a lot of tourists because of that. Right. Um, the building. Well, Philly, I mean, is here was here from day one. I know. Right? Well, it's it's interesting <clears throat> because so a little history for you. The building that we're in right now, the Vici um, offices. Uh, it's called the Borse Building. Okay. Um, the Borse Building was the first, um, before the New York Stock Exchange, it was the first commodities exchange in the United States. Really? Yes. And it's historic. It's old. It's gorgeous. They renovated this entire building. So if you look it's at it. It's just like a super old school building. Oh, it's insanely renovated. beautiful. Like, imagine like, I'm, it's like... It's like looking at like what the Titanic would look like. It's got these huge, beautiful archway, yeah, archways and wooden beams everywhere, and Art Deco like fabulousness, like Gatsby. It's just, it's so beautiful. And we were one of the first tenants in that building when they decided to rehab it. They changed it into like an office building a few decades back, and they forgot the beauty that was underneath. When the developer came in, he chipped away at all of the drywall and the terrible, you know, ceiling tile everywhere and discovered this insanely beautiful building. So we got in there right away and we signed a five-year lease. So we're like really in this. Um, But it's right across from where the Liberty Bell is in the Constitution Center. Yeah. Cobblestone. Um, It's not like abnormal to see historical figures walking around. Um, and I think that Philly is a lot friendlier than people realize. Like it's the friendly city. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's friendlier it, than the friendly city. It, it's yeah, but Philly has a bad rap. I'm not gonna lie. Whenever I say I'm an Eagles fan, I get like a oh god, you know, <laughs> like an eye roll. You guys are just really passionate. Fans. Very passionate, but like we'll give you the finger, but then we'll also give you a give hug, you a right. right? Like so, it's like <laughs> both of those things combined. But like the city of Philadelphia has got phenomenal history. Phenomenal food. Yeah. Um, every time I go there, like I'm, I'm going there, um, like you said, tomorrow, I'm going to take out my team to a really fancy restaurant called Budokan. It's a Steven Star. He's a, Steven Star is a huge restaurant tour out there. We're getting all dolled up and we're just going to go out to Philly and hit the town. Sweet. Whenever I'm there, I'm buzzing. It's yeah. just, it's got an energy that is just so cool. Well, see, and it would be so, uh, so different for me because I mean I'm I grew up in the suburbs like yeah. I live in San Diego but we were 45 minutes from the city and yeah. even then San Diego is actually like downtown San Diego is pretty city like but it's nowhere near like what a Philly yeah. or New York would be like I love San so, Diego though gosh yeah, that's awesome. nice <laughs> awesome. um, so it, just the whole city aspect too would mm-hmm. be pretty cool mm-hmm. um, have you gone to a snow game in Philly um so when I used to work at the Eagles. We had um, entire plans for snow removal. It's actually a really big deal. Um, And I've been a part of many snow removals when huge blizzards have hit that area. And it's a big deal because when you have fans that have access to snow, they make snowballs and they throw them at each other. (laughs) And you can't do that. So, yeah, the snowy games are always the most interesting games, I think. They're cool. I was watching... uh... 
whatever the pregame show was, I think this last Sunday, and the Packers, they have that where they'll let yeah. all the fans, all the Packer fans come in, clean the snow out, and then... <laughs> well, they're all co-owners. That's right, the way exactly. it works, yeah, right? They're exactly. all part yeah. owners. I don't think we'd ever let Philadelphia fans do that. Yeah. Things would go missing, I think. It would just, like, start camping and yeah. start camping the yeah. yeah, but... Um, yeah, the the when it's like a like a really cold, snowy, like I remember, I mean, when I used to work for the Eagles working just the most insane shifts whenever it snowed, people would sleep in their offices, you know, it was just any it was all hands on deck just to make sure that everything could stay nice and clean right. and clear. Well, it's got to be pretty hard like, I mean, not not football, but just even business like, I mean, if you get a snow day, but like you like Ten years ago, where you not everybody can work from home. There's yeah. only very very small percentage that can work from home. Yeah. Nowadays, and I mean, basically anybody can anybody, work from home. Yeah. But yeah, if it snowed, like you just didn't go into work and you couldn't work. I like, know. I don't even know snow. what that was like. Yeah. <laughs> or the, NF- the NFL life is so bizarre because, on the one hand, you get the glory of I work for this amazing team, and it really it was a great team to work for like Jeffrey Lurie he's still the owner um he treated everyone with the most utmost respect so like for example when the the Eagles won the NFC East and then went to the Super Bowl um or the NFC Championship rather and then went to the Super Bowl um you get these beautiful rings um not just Super Bowl but when you win the NFC Championships you get these gorgeous rings they're ten thousand dollars plus every person who worked for the Eagles I don't care if you're a janitor. Yeah, from all the bottom interns, all the way to the top. Yeah, they all got these twelve, ten, twelve thousand dollar rings. That was the year I started the year after, <laughs> and then that was the McNabb era, and it just didn't work. McNabb's in Phil. I love. He's in Phoenix now. I love McNabb. Yeah, McNabb, if you're listening, what's up, bud? <laughs> I love him. Awesome I really do. But we sh- that was Andy Reid and McNabb era. It was uh, Terrell Terrell Owens, and they just. After the 2004 uh, Super Bowl against the Patriots, they just couldn't get it back together. So, unfortunately, I did not get any rings yeah. when I worked. I was one year late. At least your city has a, a ring or some championships. There, yeah. Right? Coming yeah. from San Diego, I mean, yeah. they don't even have the Chargers anymore. But, uh, I mean, the Padres, Chargers, neither have any yeah. championships. Yeah, so I'm... As you know, a really big football fan. Yeah. I'm super into football and in a way that I'm not about other sports. So, like, I like the Phillies. I will always root for the Phillies. I couldn't tell you what's going on Baseball's in that team. Baseball's hard to follow. It's hard. And if you're not at the game, I think it's pretty it's pretty boring. I'm not going to lie. But, like, sure. um, I've got one of those houses in Phoenix that has a basement, which I love. Awesome. And on my basement wall is the Philly special from the Super Bowl. Um, where Nick Foles actually caught the ball in the end zone and we ran this huge fake play called the Philly Special. He said, you know, Doug, can we run the Philly Philly? I got the design team to run this, to actually put up the uh, schematic on the the wall. And I'm so proud of that. (laughs) Like, like when you walk in, it looks like an art piece, but like people that are Philly people, yeah. they will get that right away sure. and just think it's the coolest thing It is thing pretty ever. cool. I mean, it is straight X's and O's. Like it's just straight X's and, and O's. Yeah. You don't know what it is. Right. Right? But then when you, the meaning behind yeah, it. Yeah, Lynette would not understand what that was. <laughs> I, 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 Lynette I, I, would not I, approve <laughs> on the wall. No, no, no. But um, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for the Eagles-Dallas game. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm almost nervous. But the, the cool thing about Philly is that, you know, we... 
keep seeming like we keep coming up with opportunities when we're we should be out. And I think that one thing I've noticed about the Eagles this entire year is that when we're meant to be the the person that's in charge of the game, the better team, we actually do very, very poorly. Yeah. When our backs are up against the wall and we're coming in as the yeah. underdog. So like Dallas blew us out as an example. And then we almost lost to the Giants, right? They won, what, two this year? Yeah, two or three. I think only two. They almost beat us. When you come in thinking that the Eagles are going to win, you're going to be disappointed. Right. When the Eagles... Like right now, we have to win them all out in order to get you know to, to the, the next playoffs, level yeah. to the playoffs, and they somehow are doing it. It helps that Dallas is fouling it up so much, but like I was just gonna say, it's honestly like they're a the mirror. Worst they're a mirror of each other because <laughs> they're like terrible. Dallas, I mean, they just they started out hot, then they went cold, yep. and then they tried to bounce back, and yep. then they got cold again, and like yeah, same thing. You expect them to win, and yep. they don't come through, and yeah. then same thing with Philly. Like you just you. They're a good team. They obviously have contenders. Yeah. I mean, re- more recently, injuries are, are really hurting them. I mean, they're receiving oh, God. Pretty, pretty decimated. Oh, but, yeah. Um, On both sides. But, like, the Eagles-Dallas rivalry is so insane anyways. Like, if there's any biggest enemy, number one, it's Dallas for yeah. us. And it is kind of weird because, like, the way that, you know, the divisions are, you know, you've got the Giants and you've got the Eagles, you've got the Ravens, and then you got Dallas. Yeah. Right? And everyone calls Dallas America's team. Okay, we were here first. And also, Texas, you tried to not be in America at one point. Okay, (laughs) let's check our history on that. So that is not America's team. The Eagles are America's team, okay? I got a couple Cowboy fans that that will listen to this, and I'm really bad that you're saying this. Yeah, so you guys suck. Go Eagles. (laughs) And uh, my daughter can only spell one word, and it's Eagles. That's the only word she knows. She doesn't even know how to spell her own name, but she knows how to spell Eagles. Do you follow Stephen A. Smith at all? No. He so he's an analyst on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, he hates the Cowboys. <laughs> so I I will send. Wait, you... Wait, I think I've seen clips of him. Yeah, Is he yeah. like super super oh, pro yeah. Eagles too? I think so. I think he's from Philly. And actually, today they were in Philly. And he oh was my doing god, that. I think so I know who you're talking I'll, if about. If not, I'll send you. I'll send you an Instagram. That would be fabulous. yeah. It's, it's hilarious. Thank he you. dogs all of the. It's not even the Cowboys. It's the Cowboys <laughs> fans. It's the same thing. It's a yeah. team. It's a fun rivalry. I'm not gonna lie. My um my daughter's teacher Missy uh-huh. is a huge Dallas fan, and I would send Zoe to school. Every Friday with an Eagles jersey. It's our good luck thing. Yeah, yeah. And she actually started bringing in her own Dallas stuff, putting the Dallas stuff on her and sending me pictures during the day. (laughs) And then she changed out Zoe's cubby with Zoe going number one with the Dallas hat on. So it's fun. Yeah, for sure. It's Uh, it's fun playing. And honestly, that in the NFL is probably the best rivalry right now. Mm. I mean, I don't... Chicago, Green Bay. Chicago's not good enough to really. I mean, they get the thing with the the Philly, double doink. Yeah, the, the Philly, <laughs> Philly and uh, and Dallas. The thing is, like, no offense, but they're both not great. Teams, yeah, no, they're not. But, like, they're, they're garbage. Still, the NFC East is but, garbage. But the rivalry between them is still pretty. It's strong. so good. Yeah. And you know what's actually really interesting? So when Lincoln Financial Field opened was actually back in uh, two thousand three, two thousand four. The person that ran the operation side was my boss. Uh, his name's Paul Turner. He's a fabulous human. You might even listen to this. I'm going to tag him to make sure that he knows that I think he's a fabulous Paul human. Turner. Paul Turner. He actually now runs the Dallas operations. 
So um, he's in the command center, and he, you know what's funny about him? I don't know if he'll get mad if I say this, but when I, when I was working for him at the Eagles, he goes, I'm like, gosh, Paul, you're really good at this job. He goes, yeah, it's kind of funny because I hate crowds, I hate football, and I hate people. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, uh, he's an art guy. He's always been into like music and theater and all of that, and he's really good at trying to figure out how people should flow in a stadium and not hurt themselves. Yeah. And that's such a weird thing to be good at, but he's really good at crowd management and he's really good at training and inspiring people. And actually a lot of the things I learned from Paul Turner, I have at my company right now. Like we have pins, like we're like, they sent me in the Disney uh, Institute for People Management. That's something the Eagles did. They were really interested that I learn the way that Disney does it. And one of the things they do at the Eagles is you earn your wings as a staff member. Oh, okay. A silver, a gold, or a platinum for just doing really good acts. Right. You know, we have something similar like that at Vici, where inside of our Slack app, our chat app, you can throw each other tacos. Tacos are worth 25 cents. So every time I throw a taco at you, you get 25 cents. But you can trade them in for things like airline tickets and fun things like that. And then after you hit 500, you get a golden taco. <laughs> so it's a pin. Oh, like an actual golden it's taco a, pin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Turner got that from you, bud. That's funny. That's awesome. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, I think yeah, we can basically wrap up. Has um, it been 45 minutes already? It's uh, been about 50 minutes. I could talk to you for hours. I know. There's plenty of things I want to keep going. Literally, but I, I think... can talk to you for hours. So, so thank Megan, you for having me. Yeah, though. so Megan will be on future episodes because A, she's the one Woo! that really pushed for me to get this off the ground. Yes. Uh, and again, we could talk. This is we can talk. Yeah, same yeah. same occurrence with Chris is that we can talk. And yeah, then we'll you talk can tell we this. are salespeople because we can talk about any subject for any length of yeah, time. We can just keep going and going and going. So yes. uh, places to find you, social media, mm. you promote that. So if you ever want to look into my company and what we do, uh, we're at vicimediainc.com. V i c i mediainc.com. We are not the Austin group. No, yeah, don't don't go to no, that. No, no, and we are on. Instagram if you want to see like we promote what all of our employees are doing and our Vici values all the time so even if you're like looking for cool ideas for your company about what to do you know or you have cool ideas for us go to Instagram and follow vicimediainc.com or I'm sorry just vicimediainc as the handle and we've got two social media team members Allison and Shay that do like a kick butt job of managing those accounts and really, it's just to, you know, help promote our what the amazing things our employees are doing. So Sweet. you can check those out. Sweet. I And I, we will be talking in the future about mm. personal social media yeah. and stuff you're like that. You're good at it. I've, no, you're really tell, good at it. People tell me that. But you I, are. I, I you know, know what you did? My thing is uh, consistency. It's like being consistent. And part of my 2020 business plan is uh, a consistency thing. Like yeah. There's a couple things that I'm, I'm working on to make sure that I'm consistent. Yeah. I'll share our yeah. social media calendar and what we do. Yeah. But like one thing that you jumped on really early that I didn't think about was actually Facebook stories and how many people actually look at that. Yeah. Like people are looking at that every day and I never thought of that as a medium, as a way to like, what, which I love. Like right. you talk about success and failure and family and work and all that on your stories. And I think that's a really cool thing. Well, and I think it. that's a good, the story portion of it uh, is really good because like I don't want to like blow up somebody's feed with content that isn't yeah like not relevant. that it's not that it's not well, relevant. Well, you have to or, check out. You want to if you look at your story. I want to know what's going on with right. you. Right. I want the I want my content of my actual post to be of good quality. Right. And I feel like 
the, the things I quickly want to say, I don't need to really post on my right. page. I yeah, just yeah. want to get it out and right. let it be there for 24 hours. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. So it's it's been a learning curve. I'm trying to figure out of, of what exactly should be story, what exactly should be post, yeah. or what is a combination of both. Yeah. But it's been a learning process and it's... See, look, we are, look. you already tried to wrap up this whole podcast and look, we went off on another topic. <laughs> right, okay. Right. All right. Well, again, thank you everybody for listening for uh, the second episode. Yeah, I I'm the middle it. child, so it's perfect on number two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Megan. I thank hope you. you. Uh, everyone has a good rest of your day and uh, we'll talk to you on episode three. Woo. Bye.